For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to episode 9 of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Tony Liebert, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert. That is Tony, L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For today's episode, um, I'll be recapping the Gophers' um, 20-13 victory over Purdue. Um, We'll be talking about Tanner Morgan in the passing game's bounce-back day. Um, The defense's um, continued improvement and... How important and encouraging it was to see Minnesota win ugly. All right, let's get right into it. Um, so, Gophers win 20 to 13 in West Lafayette against the Boilermakers. Um. My biggest takeaway was it's good teams are able to win ugly games. Like on the surface, and especially in the box score, it looked like the Gophers were outplayed. Not thoroughly, but I think they were outplayed. Um, Purdue outgained the Gophers 434 to 290 in total yards. Um... They were just able to move the ball much better, I think, than the Gophers, and much more consistently. And if you remember last week before the game, I said I thought whoever was able to succeed in not their strength was going to be able to win this game. And it seemed like Purdue was doing that because they were running the ball well, and that's definitely not their strength. Um, So... It seemed like Purdue was outplaying the Gophers, but good teams are able to leave with a win in a situation like that. I think it's huge for the Gophers' confidence. Um, After a game last week where they were outplayed and they weren't able to win, I would assume most players and coaches on the team left the game saying, we can get beat on any given day. If we don't have our stuff, Bowling Green can beat us. But a game like this makes them say, it makes them believe we weren't perfect by any means, but they still beat a good Purdue team. Now, that might be because there was a monsoon, practically, of, of rain. It was just downpouring all game. But the Gophers' special team stepped up. Their punting unit was a huge impact on this game Um, when you're able to flip the field consistently 
every drive, it makes it that much easier on your defense and even your offense. I just they had six punts. Mark Crawford, six punts uh, with a 51.3-yard average, and four of them were inside the 20. He could very well have been the MVP of the game. Uh, it's not really, really that much of a hyperbole to say that, I think. When you have a punter that is able to pin Purdue or your opposing team deep in their own field, it makes it so much easier on your defense. So much. And I I just think, as a whole, it, it's just huge to see the Gophers be able to win a game like this, and I think it's huge for their confidence. Um, I think it's great, but before the bye week, they have a lot of stuff to correct, obviously. there was far from It was far from a perfect game. But I, I think it, it's very encouraging and important for the Gophers to win a game like this for the rest of the year. I think the second biggest takeaway from Saturday's win was the bounce-back offensive performance, specifically in the passing game. Um, everyone after the Purdue game was calling for Tanner Morgan and Mike Sanford's head, saying that changes need to be made on offense. And... They came out and had more passing yards than rushing yards for the first time this season. I, if if you uh after the Purdue game and really at all any point this year, if you had to ask me if that was ever going to happen, I would have called you crazy. Um, obviously you have to take it with a grain of salt. There were uh two catches for 105 yards to Mike Brown Stevens, which were two beautiful passes. First of all, on both those plays, uh. Mike Brown-Stevens, I think, has shown that he needs a role in this offense. He's a great playmaker. He makes plays. He's kind of done that his whole career. Um, as as uh, So 169 yards total for the passing attack compared to 121 rushing. Um, Tanner Morgan was 9 of 18 for 169 and a touchdown. Um it was far from one of his best games in a Gophers uniform, but I think the biggest thing was his just decision-making. Because against Bowling Green, he was almost passing scared and trying to do too much. This game, you could tell he really settled in. He uh, was just making better plays. It, it, it wasn't his most explosive game, but he was just making better decisions. Um, you can... One thing I took away is you can really tell that he's just more comfortable when Chris Ottmanbell's in the in, on the in the game. Um, Ottmanbell was kind of in and out, and he had, obviously had the touchdown, and he had one other catch. Um, but you can tell that Tanner's just more comfortable when he's on the field. Crab had two drops, but uh, you can tell the offense as a whole it just runs better when he's on the field. Um, one takeaway that I have from the passing game as well is it kind of just seems like it's all or nothing. In this game, it was kind of all. They got two big completions. But if those two completions didn't happen, uh, we might be sitting here saying that the Gophers m- maybe even lost the game, to be honest. I think they scored on both those drives that uh, Mike Brown-Stevens had those long catches. So um, I don't understand why they don't have any like short intermediate throws to get Tanner in, in the offense just into some rhythm moving the ball down the field it's kind of just all these deep shots like if you go back to 2019 when the Gophers had a ton of success in the passing game 
Their bread and butter were those short, intermediate RPO routes where they could hit Bateman or Tyler Johnson across the middle and have your playmakers make plays. Now, we're the offense is kind of relying on Tanner Morgan to make these unbelievable throws down the field, which is just not playing to his strengths. Like, he's a good decision maker. He can hit open guys. But when the open guys are 40 yards downfield, that's just a lot to ask out of a quarterback. Um, And me personally, I would just like to see them take more um, – cautioned approach not not really but just like just some short intermediate throws get Otma Bell and Mike Brown Stevens in space Daniel Jackson Dalen Wright when he comes back even get some get the running backs in space uh, it's just it seems like they're just not, they're making it way harder than it needs to be like you can just throw a screen pass throw a bubble screen throw just a nice uh Five-yard button hook, throw a nice just curl, a nice... It just... I, I don't understand their uh, thought process behind their passing game sometimes. But it looked good today, and it was all or nothing, and it was everything it was today, or uh, this week. So I don't know if that's sustainable, but hopefully we cont- continue to see improvement. And I think if Otmobel gets he- healthier and healthier, I think this... This bye week was is going to be huge to get him 100% healthy where he can play most of the snaps. Uh, I think that's going to be huge for the passing game and the offense as a whole. Um, but hopefully they can continue getting in a, ry- in a rhythm because they're going to need it against um, the rest of the teams they're playing. Um, as for the Russian attack, it was kind of a, an interesting uh, game. It, it was uh, super rainy obviously and it was it, given the circumstances it's just really odd that the gophers had more passing yards than rushing um after cole kramer made his season debut last week he kind of was more involved this week he had eight carries for 32 yards from their uh jumbo package with the extra offensive lineman and co-keefed in there um i thought that w- that was used, I think, in good situations, especially in a game where you wanted to rely on your run game more because it was rainy and you didn't want to try to do too much. I liked how they um, brought Kramer into the game and how he was worked in. I thought he looked good running. Um, and then Trey Potts kind of had his worst game as uh, this year, but it was still a good game. He had 15 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. Um, Bucky Irvin wasn't able to get many explosive plays for his little work. He had five for 11. Um, but it was, the offensive line definitely looked better, uh, this game compared to last game. Not their best game of the year, but they, they looked much more consistent. Um, they allowed, uh, zero sacks compared to four last week against Bowling Green. And that honestly, I think was like the difference in this game. Because they, they gave Tanner time um, to get MBS on those deep throws. And uh, they were able to uh, make plays when they needed to. On the uh, Late in the game, they were able to, like when Kramer came in and those jumbo packages, they were able to get first downs when they needed to. They were able to move the chains when they needed to. Um, they weren't 
by any means uh, playing like out of their minds or their best game of the year, but they were able to do what they needed to. As a total, the rush attack, it was 34 carries for 121 and a touchdown, which is probably their lowest totals of the year. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I would imagine. Um, so there's definitely room for improvement, but I, it was in, there was a lot of encouraging things to see. They got better in a lot of areas compared to against Bowling Green. Purdue is a good team. Might actually be the third best team in the Big Ten West. And the Gophers played well. They left with the win on the road. Um, so it was just an all-around good day from the offense. Wasn't great by any means, but there was just a lot of good things to see. Um, at, at, after last week, everyone was calling for uh, Mike Sanford. I, I think he showed up today or this week. He was making smarter play calls. He wasn't by any means perfect. But you have to give a guy credit when he shows improvement. He improved from last week. He he mixed in Cole Kramer and the jumbo wildcat package in times uh, when it was fitted. Um, like I said, the the like only deep passes kind of makes no sense. But the passing game looked at least more in rhythm. It looked more natural. It wasn't as forced as it was against Bowling Green. Everything just looked a little more natural, which I think is just very encouraging and important to see going into the rest of the year after such a crushing loss against Bowling Green. And as for the other side of the ball, I think the defense keeps improving every week and showing flashes of being a really good uh, unit. Uh, This week they had four sacks, Seven tackles for loss. Um, the front seven continues to just impress me. They've been playing very, very, well, very good football the last few weeks. Um, Boye Moffat is a serious NFL talent. He has five sacks over the last three games, and today he had, he had a trip sack, so one forced fumble. He had two tackles for loss this week. He's just making plays. He is a very, very, very good edge defender. And it's a great thing that he... When the Gophers can get him playing this well, and if their offense is even just above average, they're a good football team. Uh, When you can have that good of uh, success and production from just one guy on defense, that is just huge. Uh... As for the rest of the front seven, uh, Niles Pinkney, Clemson transfer, had his first sack in a Gophers uniform. Um, Just the whole unit played very well. Um, Thomas Rush had another good game. Uh, Val Martin was playing well. Micah Treadway was playing well. It was just a Trill Carter was making plays all day. It was just a great all-around day from the front seven. Um... Deeper into the linebacking group, Mariano Sari Marin left with an injury, but Jack Gibbons stepped up. He had eight tackles. Might have been his best game in a Gophers uniform. After a great game against Colorado, he he played well against Bowling Green, but there was definitely some plays he could have. He probably wish he had back. Um, when Sari Marin went out, uh, two. Young linebacker stepped up. Jaquandis Burns had a sack. Redshirt freshman. 
great to see underclassmen like him making plays. Um, redshirt sophomore Donald Willis was also making plays. I think both them played very well in uh, Sori Marin's departure. Um, I think the linebacking group as a whole, uh, they, they're improving as the season goes on. They're showing constant improvement. It's just very encouraging to see. Um, as for the secondary, um, Coney Durr continues to play like the uh, – the, the veteran he is. He was making plays all day. Um, as for the underclassman, Justin Wally, he uh, showed great flashes. He was he, obviously, he played like a f- true freshman. He was making great plays, but then he also had a few hiccups. But when you put a true freshman out there in his uh, fifth game in college, it, it's kind of expected. But just two or three years from now, even next year, he's going to be so much better. Uh, and that's going to be because of the moments that you're putting him out here in these situations. He was on an island against one of the best receivers in the conference, David Bell. If you give him that confidence uh, that he can stick with a guy like that, it's going to make him so much better next year and down the road and the rest of his career. He's going to... He's going to be an all-Big Ten player by the time uh, this is done, and I, I think an NFL player. He's a great cornerback. Um, Tyler Newbin also played well. He had that game sealing INT. Um, the secondary continues to make plays, and they show that they have that high-end potential, but they're still struggling with the consistency. They still let up a bunch of big plays. Most of the big plays that Purdue was uh, making was in large part due to the secondary. And if they can just limit those, this defense can take that next step into being elite because the front seven is there every week. They're consistent. They're they're uh, coming up in the run game. The linebacking core is limited, li- limiting those big plays that they struggled with last year. The secondary is still inconsistent. If they can just string together uh, 60 minutes of good play. This defense can take the next step to being really good, I think. They're like knocking on the door. They are real close. And I think if Justin Wally can settle in and you just get more cohesion and uh, rhythm with everyone around you, uh, like uh, Jordan Howden coming back from injury earlier in the year, you just this bye week, I think, is going to be huge for that. But we'll see how they come out of the bye week against Nebraska. But I think this defense is really getting better and better each week, and it's just very encouraging to see. And I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't um, shout out the Gophers special teams. Um, Mark Crawford, the punter. I don't think the Gophers win that game if he didn't flip the field as effectively as he did each time. Um Matthew Trickett is back to um, making clutch kicks. Uh, It's very good to see that. As a Minnesota sports fan, obviously kicking is always an issue, unfortunately. But um, just all-around good day from the special teams. Uh, Found it interesting. Trey Potts is kind of completely done with returning punts. It was all uh, Brock Annexted on Saturday. But 
if the Gophers can get that consistent play out of their special teams, it just makes this team that much better. It's something you don't have to worry about. In the NFL, if you watch a team like the Ravens, when your kicker and your punter are just doing their job, really, but if they do that their job consistently, it makes your team that much better. It's just one less thing you have to worry about. Um, but, yeah, shout-out Mark, Mark Crawford. I think he was the MVP of that game. All right, and then looking ahead to the rest of the year, what I am looking for this team to improve on the most, and I think what they need to get better at if they want to compete for a Big Ten West title, and I'll get to that in a minute, but the Big Ten West stinks. They should have every chance to uh, win this division still, even if they lost to Bowling Green. Every chance. This team is talented enough to do it. They just beat Purdue on their home field. There's no reason why they can't. But the secondary needs to continue showing that improvement. Um, if the secondary can string together the consistency, I know I just said this, but if they can, this defense can take the next step, which will help the team take the next step. Um, if the offense in the passing game is able to play just that well, and if they're able to settle into the, more of those intermediate throws and just find more consistency from the passing game, the offense is going to be able to take the next step. And then I think the biggest thing for this team um, during this bye week is to get Chris Oppenbell healthy. Uh, it just Whenever he's on the field, the team just feels different. They, they just feel more comfortable. Um, it hasn't shown to that dramatic of on-field success. Obviously, that first drive, the passing attack looked great. H- had that touchdown to Ottman Bell that luckily probably wasn't a touchdown, but they got it. Uh, some Sometimes you get calls to bounce your way. That, that's why you don't complain about the refs. Um, but they need to get him healthy. If he can be 100%, I think this can help the offense and team take the next step. And then as for the schedule, the rest of the uh, season, looking ahead, uh, obviously bye week this week, and I listed the things that I think uh, need to get better before they host Nebraska the following week. Um, everyone loves to hate on Nebraska, but they're, they're a solid team, much like Purdue. Um, so the Gophers need to be ready for that game. Um and then uh, they host Maryland. And even though Maryland got embarrassed Friday night against Iowa, they're a good team too. They have very, very good wide receivers. Um, I think their quarterback, Tua's brother, Talia Tungavailoa, um, he is really good when there's like a perfect situation. Like, when he, he's not good at facing adversity. Whenever adversity hits, he just crumbles. But, so, the Gophers just need to make pressure on him, and I think they'll be fine in that game. And then they go travel to Evanston to take on Northwestern, who could easily be the worst team in the Big Ten. Them or Illinois, probably, which they play the next two games. So, um, they, there's no reason why they can be, why they can't be 7-2 and two before taking on Iowa. And th- they control their own destin- destiny at that point. Um, if they beat Iowa, they had the same record in the Big Ten, and uh, Minnesota will have the tiebreaker. And then Minnesota will be first in the Big Ten West. And then they got Indiana and Wisconsin to close out the year. 
and both those teams not doing very well either. Um, right now, the Gophers are technically second in the Big Ten West. That just shows how weak that uh, division is in this conference. There's no reason why uh, the goals of winning the division and playing in the Big Ten Championship can't be on the table. This team's still as talented to do that. And um, I think they showed it this week against a good Purdue team. It, it was just all around, it was just a lot, a lot of good things to take away from this game. It was just by far not a perfect game, but it was it was a win, and sometimes that's all that matters. Um, I think that's all I got for today's episode. Um, I might have an episode later in the week, maybe an update on recruiting, um, looking ahead to the rest of the schedule. M- might do some more non-game uh, recaps and previews, just more state of the program, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, that's all I got for today. I appreciate you listening. Row the boat, Skyuma, and go Gophers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.